everyone. This is Leslyn Keith. I'm president of the board of directors at the Lipedema Project and director of research. Welcome to Living Well with Lipedema. Today I have an excerpt from the Lipedema and Keto Worldwide Summit that was held in 2017. In this excerpt, Dr. Kristen Kearns, a dentist practicing in Denver, Colorado, talks about how she uncovered the unhealthy partnership between Harvard researchers and the sugar industry who colluded to place the blame on dietary fat for modern chronic diseases instead of sugar in the 1970s. I am trained as a dentist and the bulk of my dental career, I was working in Denver at an inner city clinic where my patients had really severe dental disease. People were coming in with a cavity in every tooth, or I might have to tell a 30 or 40 year old I had to take out all of their teeth and give them dentures. And just this burden of disease really made an impression on me. And then After I got that MBA, I was working for Kaiser up in the Northwest and got really interested in the connections between gum disease and diabetes. Somebody who's diabetic is more likely to have gum disease as well. And I was attending a dental conference learning about these connections. And I was given a brochure from a physician from the Centers for Disease Control who is representing the National Diabetes Education Program. And the diet advice didn't say anything about reducing sugar consumption to manage diabetes. It was only to reduce fat, reduce salt, increase fiber. But it didn't actually say the words, reduce your sugar consumption to help manage diabetes. And I found this very interesting. And then we had a second keynote speaker at this conference who handed out this book called The Fast Food Guide to Nutrition. And it had like the stoplight ranking for various things you could get on the go. And the list of drinks ranked sweet tea as a healthy drink, green light. And the speaker was trying to get out to go catch his flight. And I actually chased him down and said, how can you possibly rank sweet tea as a healthy drink? And his response to me was that there's no evidence linking sugar to chronic disease. And so I just couldn't believe the information that I was getting at this conference, not to mention it was a conference of dentists. So of course, you know, tooth decay is the number one chronic disease in children. So it's a little bit like a twilight zone moment, like where are these people getting their information? And I found some references to the Great Western Sugar Company, which was a sugar beet company that went out of business in the 1970s, and they donated some of their records to local libraries And much of it was kind of benign about agriculture and labor practices. But four boxes on nutrition slipped through. And so I went up to Colorado State, and the first folder that I pulled out had a confidential memo with the letterhead from the Sugar Association across the top. And the Sugar Association is a trade group based in D.C. that represents the cane and beet sugar companies in the U.S. and internationally as well. And so what I had happened upon was a series of folders telling the story of a public relations campaign that the sugar industry launched in the 1970s to influence the Food and Drug Administration's evaluation of the safety of sugar. We looked at the Sugar Research Foundation's heart disease program, which they launched in the 1960s. So I looked at their very first research project. And what we found was that the sugar industry knew back in 1954 that if Americans adopted a low-fat diet, that their market share would go up by almost a third. 
And so it was really amazing to me to see the president of the Sugar Research Foundation thinking about this as early as the 1950s. Let's get that low-fat diet out there and we'll make more money. And then what they did is they sort of watched the research. So in the 50s, that low-fat diet was getting a lot of attention as the most prominent theory. And then little by little, more research came out linking sugar to heart disease. And as that research got more attention, it got picked up in the media and the sugar industry was watching. So a big, huge article came out in the New York Herald Tribune in the 60s, which got a ton of attention. And that was the final threat that got the sugar industry to start funding their own heart disease research. And so what they did is they uh, connected with some very prominent researchers at Harvard who were in their School of Public Health and led their nutrition department. And they engaged these guys to write a review paper to look at all of the evidence linking sugar to heart disease, as well as the evidence linking fat to heart disease. And of course, they came up with a conclusion that sugar was not linked to heart disease and that fat was the problem. And so this gives you an idea of how the sugar industry engaged some very credible scientists to help spread their message. So they looked at all this evidence linking sugar to heart disease from all different angles. So looking at larger population studies, they were looking at experimental studies in both humans and animals, and they were looking at studies that could explain the mechanisms as to how sugar could cause heart disease. And it's really amazing how much evidence was available back in the 1960s. And then this review paper then just critiqued and criticized every individual study. Yudkin's work was in there, as you mentioned. And they would use reasons like that the investigator is incompetent. They didn't agree with the various investigators' interpretation of the results. Any reason in the book you could think of to criticize this evidence, they gave in that review. And then at the same time, the evidence linking saturated fat to heart disease, they were very lenient with their critiques. And they didn't quite represent the actual individual studies correctly in this review. So they overstated the strength of the evidence linking saturated fat to heart disease, while they understated the strength of the evidence linking sugar to heart disease. And so they came up with a very powerful New England Journal of Medicine review that the industry could then cite to support their position that sugar was not linked to heart disease. Thank you, Dr. Karens. That is an absolutely amazing story, and I'm so glad that you happened upon that information and shared it with everybody. And thank you to you, our listeners. If you haven't already subscribed to our daily flash briefings of tips, tools, and research about lipedema, you can subscribe at Apple, Spotify, Amazon Alexa, or here at this website, lipedema-simplified.org slash flash where you'll find an archive of all of our flash briefings. You can now also follow Living Well with Lipedema on Amazon Music and get new episodes when they become available. Thanks for listening, and I hope you'll join us again next time for another Living Well with Lipedema flash briefing. Hi there, this is Catherine Sayo with a very quick An exciting announcement just to let you know our three-day event 
Heart to Heart is coming up March 31st, April 1 and 2. Make sure you don't miss it. We have speakers coming from all over the world and an amazing schedule for interaction with all of the community. It's going to be spectacular. Go to lipedema-simplify.org and be sure to click the link to get more information. And we'll see you there.